You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on The John DePietro Show. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Whether it's heating or cooling, you can depend on J.K.L. Engineering. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call them today at 401-351-7600. Listen, we still have a number of months ahead. You're going to need the heat. We don't know what's going to happen. March can still be chilly. April can still be obviously chilly. The heating season. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System. They're energy efficient, they're quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, Carrier Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 53 years, JKL's reputation, second to none. Technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved National Grid VPI installer. Call JKL Engineering today. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, for a heat pump. They're going to do it right. They're going to do it right the first time. And remember, with JKL Engineering, they'll keep it nice and cool in the summertime and nice and warm in the wintertime. Central Air is a life changer. Central Air is a game changer. And right now, estimates are free. Financing is available. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, the original, the best, JKL Engineering. Call them 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. It's the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. And then, of course, follow me on uh, Facebook and Twitter. It's John DePietro Show. It's time for our segment, DePietro Debate. With me is one of my siblings. She's a Massachusetts communication consultant, Donna Perry. You may have seen her just this past uh, couple of days. She was had a good piece published that we're going to discuss in the Attleboro Sun. But I want to start off, uh, Donna Perry, your thoughts on watching last night, which um, unfortunately will be a very remembered White House press briefing, but unfortunately um, for all the wrong reasons. And good to be with you again, John. Um, I thought you're exactly right. This That Monday briefing, um, I felt projected in a way that the White House has really almost lost control of the response. Um, and they've lost control of Trump. You know, I mean, his really that was um, the most that we have seen. And there have been numerous not really, you know, uh, flattering appearances by him in these briefings and it was just it was a rant he was the centerpiece of it if people were not aware of how a lot of that came about as you and I know he was extremely angry about a very prominent New York Times piece that ran over the Easter weekend and it really did a a damaging timeline to him and it showed 
And I, uh, I think really that they lost the month of February that was a pivotal month. And, and because of that, he just came out there, you know, like a bear um, chasing around. And, and I just felt that it, on top of when the country really needs the uh, health experts information, I believe it was more than two hours into it, right, before you heard from the valuable insight um, of Dr. Burks. Dr. Fauci had to, at the top of the thing, and I know we'll probably get into that, I mean, he had to make this kind of very awkward statement saying, you know, he had been misinterpreted and Trump didn't like comments that he made on CNN. I just think it was awful. It was, um, and it was in real time, I think, any other way to look at it. I don't think it projected anything favorable to the country, never mind how it made him look. Well, you're exactly right. And several things about it. Um, number one, it started an, almost an hour late, which immediately kind of tells you that there's something yep. something up here. It was supposed to start at 5 o'clock. It basically started at 10 minutes of 6, 50 minutes late. Um, you can only imagine what was going on behind the scenes. It, it, you know, it, obviously, this was a big deal at the White House. However, the average American, most people, I would say 99% of the people tuning in did not see the New York Times. Uh, right. There will be time to debate that. I think there's an argument for it is upsetting. Uh, you want to counter it, but this is time and place. Right now, you're coming in. Uh, it's during really the local news time, but you have so many people tuning in. And that was just the wrong, you know, it's appropriateness, time and place. That was not the time right. to shoot off this video and be so angry and going after the reporters. What I don't understand is the, the evidence is there in the form of polling that that is, is just not the way you, you nothing is being accomplished by that. But something else that I've noticed is in social media, a lot of the Trump loyalists. And again, I want people to understand, you know, already I get accused of, oh, are you voting, voting for Biden? And are you anti-Trump? Right, right, right. It, yeah. It's so ludicrous. It becomes a game of the emperor with no clothes, you know, and I see that Laura Ingram, that was brilliant. And then Dan Bongino, who has come out of nowhere to be like an epic moment. So they all try to top each other. Yeah. But to the average American, that that was wrong. The best part of these briefings are, and unfortunately, it's at the very end, Vice President Mike Pence, Dr. Burks, uh, Dr. Fauci, who are providing valuable information. I, I, I yep. don't see what was accomplished by what went on and how that helps the efforts to you you know unify the country and show leadership well that that's right and that was such an example of where he is such an obsessive media president john that we we really haven't had someone like that you know bush they did not measure if you measure every word that comes out of the new york times washington post yeah they can be very critical you know what you're going to drown in it and i think we're seeing in real time he is literally, he just looks like you say, the emperor has no clothes. I mean, his defensiveness, and it, it was really stunning to watch. Uh, and as you say, John, that there is only a percentage of people who read, first of all, New York Times, they don't read these long, you know, Maggie Haberman pieces and all this stuff. You know, media people do follow that. So first of all, a lot of the country probably didn't really know what he was referring to. So he's making he's taking valuable time with that. Um, he just looked really angry and him screaming back and forth with CNN or the CBS news reporter. 
None of that is getting where he needs to be with this thing. People aren't living in their real reality right now. So if you're the average person, to your point, so you know, here's what you know about your life. Maybe your family is on 50% of the revenue or income they had just in January. Okay, so that number one, that's like, okay, that's a red flag moment. Number two, you know your kid is probably home around the house for the next possibly five months. Uh, your college kid is home in the bedroom doing stuff online. Um, you don't know how things might go. You could end up furloughed. You're walking around in a mask when you got to go buy groceries and you scurry back into your house. That's what the average American knows, right? And they know that there's this vicious pathogen out there. They see scenes on TV, hospitals. You know, it's very frightening still. Yes, are we catching the curve? Thank God, I think we are. So the fact that, like, that is what people feel on the ground. And then to see him, you know, yelling about these big media organizations going after him, it, it just couldn't have been a, a worse display. And I think you're right in that it, somehow it escapes him that Dr. Fauci is actually almost the last thing, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks, they are the last thing standing between him and anything that looks like a credible response, by the way, from the federal government and the White House. Um, and, and all the reviews show that. Dr. Fauci is actually very popular because he's a voice of credibility and he's comforting. Um, and, and he really has guided us. And no one wanted it to go down this road. But, you know, the, we are where we are. And I just think Trump, to say he didn't do himself any favor uh, is an understatement from Monday. I agree with all that. And especially just to stay on the Dr. Fauci uh, element for a moment, the fact that this man and I refuse to listen to those. And there are loud voices on the right. And I question where they're coming from. But it's the same way that, you know, at every Red Sox game, whatever the manager is, there's always a group in the bleachers that boo every move. And yep. he's a bum and pull him out and da, da, da. But the problem is the successful managers, you don't listen to the bums in the bleachers. And the fact the president, of course, you have these people on the right that he and Gates are trying to take over the country, fire, fire. You don't listen to those people. You just have to acknowledge that they're always going to be there. There's always going to be these voices to the right that want to that wanna go to war, that want you to fire this one, that want you to do all types of things. But where you start to lose your way is if you start to listen to that crowd. And, yep. and that was um, really startling because to the average American, the president has a solid team with uh, Vice President Mike Pence, who I think has come into his own, and Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks, and, and the Surgeon General, he has good people around him. But what I am struck by as a Trump supporter is you really want to highlight what your strengths are. And instead, we're seeing all the weaknesses exposed. Absolutely. And, and to your point, I also think I agree. I think when Vice President Pence takes the microphone at these briefings, it is instantly a better presentation by a mile. He, by yes. the way, Pence is like the manager that we yes. needed for this moment. He's right. organized. He gives information in a calm, confident way. Um, he, you know, he really is. Of course, everyone knows it's not going to be a perfect response. Of course, it's complicated. I don't think reasonable Americans, John, do not give them some latitude on that, by the way. 
So Trump doesn't need, you don't need to be so defensive. Everyone knows this is unprecedented. That's, that's absolutely true. Um, but when Pence comes up, it's organized, it's methodical. That's what people want to hear. It's like, okay, right. A, the hospital equipment, we've got whatever it is, a, a million more masks went out. We're ramping up testing to 25,000 uh, a week or whatever it is. That's the information you want. So he is an asset to him, as obviously Fauci and Dr. Burks are. And yet he hogs all the time of, you know, the by, by 7 p.m. on Monday. I don't know that a lot of people want to keep watching that. And But right. sadly, that was like Dr. Burks. I think it was like 715 by the time she could, you know, get there and give her um her very qualified and very important information. You know, we're going to get through this, but like, I, I just, <laughs> I don't know if he's going to get through this because, you know, I mean, you can't have this daily ranting and temper tantrums. And John, if I could, just one thing I did want to know. Hold, okay. hold that thought just for a moment. Sure. We are going to get to it, folks. It's John DePietro. We're going to come right back because we are going to talk about, again, the White House briefing and also the governor's stepping up. Uh, where this thing is kind of going a little bit. It's all ahead right here on, on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by MEGA, MEGA Professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801. Now, what exactly do they do, MEGA Professionals? They're here to help you run your business by finding you workers. And maybe you need workers. Maybe you need drivers, workers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, uh, local, a.k.a. sleep-at-home drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled workers, labor, healthcare professionals, office professionals. You need workers. You need MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. You're trying to run your business. I, listen, it's a hassle trying to hire people go through all the resumes, set up the interviews. Instead, it's one phone call to help you with your company. MEGA Professionals, 508-336-7801, 508-336-7801 from MEGA Professionals. Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400, 294 294- 2400, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Everyone is talking about germs, about algae, about mildew. No, I know they're talking about the virus. What about some of the viruses outside your home? As the weather's getting warmer, now is the time. Let's make your property, home or business, look as best it can with Bethel Softwash. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel Softwash. Now, you can text Jared at Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L, Bethel Softwash of Lincoln. Free day, free same day text estimate at 401-617-2585. Text him at 401-617-2585. And what I mean is if you text Jared, this is what my house looks like. He'll give you a free estimate right there. I'm talking outside your home. I encourage you to visit their Facebook page and you can see the before and after and what a difference it makes. 
Bethel soft washing is the low pressure system. It won't harm the surface. Low pressure H2O combined with the biodegradable chemical removes those biological elements like uh, algae and uh, mildew, and you don't need it. The biodegradable plant safe solution. Wait to see the difference. Now, I tell people go to uh, log on to the Facebook page, Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Bethel Soft Wash, and look at the before and after. What a difference it makes. Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash for your home, for your business, for your walkway, for your patio, for your deck. Make your home look beautiful. Get rid of that mold and algae instead. Bethel Certified Soft Wash. You can also text Jared at 401-617-2585. Make an appointment, free estimate, 401-617-2585, and look for them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Right in Lincoln, Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Folks, it's John DePietro. We We start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now, you can always listen online. Go to the website, petro.com. If you ever miss an episode, folks, or a show, I should say, it says radio shows, you click on that. With me is one of my siblings, Massachusetts communication consultant, Donna Perry. And DJ, you were about to follow up on uh, something. Now, I, I just want to check. Actually, as someone that I started waiting at 5.05, and they did not finish till after 8 o'clock. Dr. Burks, I think she really did not get up there until about quarter of eight because the president, I, I'm pretty sure in my notes, she, he was there till 730. Yeah, that, so that's true. That's way, way too long. And the most important thing that people are waiting for is is buried very deep where then, you know, they, they these people, they have other schedules. Dr. Fauci was supposed to be part of a C-SPAN where you could call up and ask him questions at eight o'clock. And, and, and that was delayed because this thing went on. So they're way, way too long. But what was the point that you wanted to make? So exactly right. And the other thing that is could bury him, and I really believe this, he, because of his background in TV, marketing, whatever he, he thinks he's the best media guru in the world, he has refused for all over these several years to really have a top shelf public relations communications team. I mean, it's been, we know that, okay, he's fired this one and that one. And JD, I think as this moment has presented itself to him, that really shows. And what I mean by that is in something of this emergency magnitude, you, when a president comes to the podium and you think of earlier presidents, you should have a very organized PR structured presentation in my opinion. Um, and he is the least person who should be loosely, and he has this insistence, this very freelancing style. He's rattling off information. I've said this for a while. That is now, in my view, John, that is really hurting him. He has not have an, had an effective press secretary. Um, I think Sarah Huckabee Sanders gave it a try. I mean, she was kind of strong, and at least she she could you know, put together some decent way to refute some of the stuff. But like, it's not like earlier presidents have not had emergencies or very difficult situations. And what happens with these kinds of negative um, news stories getting cobbled together, if you're running a real professional shop, for instance, this has been done for years in media, you have qualified communications aides Behind the scenes, I think of like an Airy Fleischer back with Bush, okay? Behind the scenes, it's called they're like working the story. 
they're sitting down, they can have a calm conversation with a Maggie Haberman on the phone and say, Maggie, Maggie, I want to push back a little bit about the way you're going to depict January's timeline. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what's really missing for this team. They've never understood that. And, and it's really showing in real time against him that he has never allowed there to be. And it's not like Washington is not a town where there's top shelf Republican operatives, J.D., who could have been doing that for him. And at this moment, it's really showing. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that what has surprised me. And again, folks, uh, you're listening to the John DePietro show with me is uh, uh, one of my siblings, Donna Perry. Something that has surprised me is as the president he was successful on television. He did have a hit TV show, The Apprentice. But what they, in the course of doing that, you have one hour to tell a story and it comes together and it's edited and you understand timing. And yep. many people have said these briefings should be really no longer than 45 minutes. I think if they had some kind of edited control and reeled in and kind of really let's not go in all these different directions, I would think more is is better than the way that there's just too much of it and they're too long. Let's move on to um, something that I think and I recognize there's a lot of Trump supporters out there and they're frustrated to hear this. But, you know, that they live and die by the polls. And I know some people dismiss polls, but internally, they're very, very important. We are seeing politicians that are seeing that the peak of their career right now is because they have found the right rhythm, the right temperament. Um, to how to handle this crisis. And you see people like Gavin Newsom, the gov governor of California, 85% approval rating. Andrew Cuomo, 81% approval rating. Governor Baker, 81% approval rating. Gina Raimondo, 75% approval rating. What is mu must be frustrating with the White House is this could be a moment where you, the entire country gets behind you as president. You see your approval rating shoot to 60, 65%. And the election is basically not happening. Instead, you're seeing a president that's tumbling to 40 percent approval rating. That's exactly what it is. And I think when the long story of this uh, very, very difficult chapter for the country gets really laid out, um, what you're going to see is the governors were the heroes of this, John. And, and it's going to be written that the federal response was, you know, Uneven. I'm not saying there's not strength in um, parts of the response, but I, I think there's no question that it will be recorded and remembered that the governors really, really had to step up. And um, and, you know, I think that the, the truth is the truth and, and people can see what the truth is when you talk about um, governors are, you know, flailing all around the world and trying to order equipment because it wasn't coordinated the right way from the White House, FEMA, et cetera. There's a lot of players to this. It's not all his fault, I want to say. But I think you're exactly right. I mean, you're, you are seeing a star memorable moment for New York's Andrew Cuomo. And let's be honest, New York became our Wuhan. You know, New right. York is the epicenter. Yes. Um, we, they are Wuhan in New York. And, um, and to see the way that he has day after day, you know, with that very clear, again, in a contrast to Trump, this very clear, methodical, organized um, uptick of the information and, and how very, you know, sobering uh, it is. Um, but he's also been 
and I have written about this in some of my columns, he has had the urgency to match the moment. When he's talking about what they're dealing with, he does not refer to the stock market. Because at that moment, when you have refrigerator trucks putting bodies in trucks, you know, outside and they're going to wheel down Park Avenue, New York, you know, you know, you don't really refer to the stock market at that moment. So his and, and what he's displaying in a word is called leadership. That, that's what he's displaying, you know, um, because it calls for all of that. And you're right on the other governors, my own governor, Baker in Massachusetts. I mean, my God, he his again, he's got that skill set, you know, the methodical uh, and, and just never letting your hand off the wheel is what it almost comes across. And yet it's tough stuff and, and mass has been hit very hard. So um, but he's just projecting that same kind of leadership and also, again, the urgency um, and whatever they worked out. We remember two a few weeks back and they got Bob Kraft, they got the plane, went to China, which is another part of the irony of all this, where all the equipment is, you know. And the Patriots plane brought that back and, and Baker helped make that work. So, you know, um, and the California governor, Newsom, I mean, somehow he took steps early on. He didn't really listen to the feds and California cities have not been hit with the way they worried, you know, they would be. And what I think is problematic for the president, it's one thing when early on, if you were a Republican and you challenged him, there's a very good chance that he was more popular than that Republican and the stronger person wins, and he would win that showdown. When President would, Trump would go up against Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, they were you know, considered Washington insiders. He could go up against them, and by and large, they'd spar back and forth. But many times, depending on who you talk to, it would seem that he would come out on top. This is different because the battle that is shaping up right now, this is a new cast of characters in a way, if we're looking at this like a play or a, or a television show. But... But they're very popular people, individuals, and they're new on the scene. And Newsom is he's younger and he's handsome and he's in control and he's powerful and he doesn't have the negative baggage of a of a Schumer or a Pelosi. And the same thing goes for Cuomo, which also, as you know, New York is the media capital. So you have all the yep. media that are there and they're watching him firsthand. This isn't a, a popular governor in Oklahoma or Nebraska. He is right there in New York in real time. This is a different type of challenge for the president with this, you know, Cuomo now saying last night he's not the king. We're going to talk about that and then also about this endorsement from uh, Joe, uh, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. Folks, uh, we're going to come back a lot more with uh, Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro show. Well, it's John DePietro. This portion of the program is brought to you by Johnson Propane. Now, listen, you want to be prepared for what's going ahead, now is the time to stock up on propane. Stop in. Phil never runs out. That's right. Phil Johnson never runs out. Easy to get to. Located 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. And it's right in front of Stop and Shop, right over near Rhode Island College. They are open seven days a week. Propane tank and supplies. They fill Blue Rhino. And they will fill up all your propane tanks. Credit cards, debit cards are accepted. You can call Phil Johnson at 401-621-8129. 401-621-8129. Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. 
Call Phil, 401-621-8129. Now is the time to stock up. It's drive-in, no wait, propane filling station. They'll fill up your tank. Now is the time. You want to make sure. You don't know what's going to happen. And if, in fact, you get locked down or you have to be out, then you want to make sure you have propane. Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. I, I'm stopping by to have Phil fill up. I have two tanks. I'm going to have them both filled up. 401-621-8129. Stop in and see him. He's just terrific. And again, right, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, right near Rhode Island College, and right in front of Stop and Shop. Hi, I'm Steve, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in stall lines waiting to get in to buy more bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it when all this started. They're enjoying all the safe, clean water they want all year long. They're drinking it, cooking with it, bathing in it, doing everything in it except searching for it, rationing it, and now waiting in lines. As this crisis further restricts your freedoms and choices and store shelves empty, I hope you now realize how important it is to take control over your own water quality like thousands of my customers already have. Because when this crisis is over, your bad water quality won't be, and neither will your bottled water dependency. So ask yourself, do you think you're finally worth making a one-time investment for a lifetime of clean, safe water? If so, call my company. Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. Water Filter Company, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Because is it really worth going through all this? Remember, for your business, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-21. MEG, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508 336 2110 mega truck and trailer appear fhwa inspections or an island state inspection station trailer pickup and delivery 24-hour mobile service abs repairs brakes doors if it's on a trailer they can fix it mega truck and trailer appear call them 508-336-2110 508-336-2110 for mega truck and trailer repair John DePietro, weekdays, folks, we start at 11 and we go right until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at DePietro.com. Donna Perry, let's pivot into um, yesterday should have been a significant day, but boy, it just seemed like polar opposites. You have uh, former Vice President Joe Biden, has, who's 77, and uh, with him, uh, they have him on the split screen in a very dark, very unflattering lighted uh, Bernie Sanders, who's 78, uh, giving the endorsement. It just, I think the timing was poor at that moment. They were also up against Cuomo was having a regional press briefing with having all the governors, almost like his team step on where you had, here's the governor of Jersey. Here's the governor of Pennsylvania. Here's governor Gina Raimondo in Connecticut. Um, But with all of everything happening right now, Biden is still the person that, unless something changes, we'll be challenging President Trump in the fall. Yeah, and I think you're exactly right in that Bernie's endorsement, if it was going to carry any weight, it, it was really not a non-event uh, for Monday, John. It was real, like almost buried in all these headlines. 
So Bernie's moment to have almost like that was one of his last big tools in the toolbox. You know, it it just, I think it just fizzled. Um, And his team, you're right. They could have pivoted out. That's what politics is about. They knew what was coming. You know, you're reading the headlines, you know, you know, oh, this big announcement with governors is coming. They they could have pulled it back. They could have said Bernie's going to make a, uh, a speech in 10 days or something like that. So I thought that strategically, um, Bernie's endorsement, you know, it just got buried in the day's events and then Trump's big, you know, <laughs> carrying on for hours on Monday evening. And that certainly buried that. So uh, and I agree. I think if Bernie wanted to have if you really look at it, it the moment he was pulling out of the race, you know, they always say in politics, you got to measure how much you, you begin to lose leverage like 30 seconds after you announced he pulled out. Right. I mean, Bernie still had some juice up until that moment. And there was a lot of uh, the political, I think, smarter uh, analysts at John King at CNN. And he was surprised in a way Bernie didn't kind of use the um, pulling out of the race moment to then like throw his weight behind Biden right there, because that would have been. The, the most amount of coverage you're going to get. I mean, you're in the middle of this thing. So um, I thought that was it, it made Bernie's endorsement, although I think over time that will, you know, there'll be more coverage of it. But um, in terms of how that played out in that 24 hour news cycle, I thought it was a bit of um, a miscalculation. And you're right from from their standpoint, if you're the National Democratic Party, this is where you're at. You know, it came around to Biden. Biden, I think, is in a difficult box for this is also unprecedented to have a presidential election year that it's almost a sidelight compared to this emergency. So, you know, I, I just think, however, for the general public, I don't know that people, oh, you know, they're not in love with Joe Biden, but people can also do that kind of, we just have to try something else kind of a vote, you know, I mean, because they're watching what they feel is, is the top, the president not in command and not having the compassion to meet the moment. I think those two things keep coming back. What do you think of the, and again, folks, uh, good afternoon. It's John DePietro with me is Massachusetts communication consultant, Donna Perry. What do you think of the Biden team? They almost seem, it just seems dated to me. What do you think of now? You know, he has to follow through on his pledge, which I think was a mistake, but, and they're saying he can't go against it, but he had pledged during the debate, he would make a woman as his uh, female VP. So now you're, you're ignoring all these stars that have popped up around the country. And now, you know, you're hearing, will it be Amy Klobuchar? Will it be, Stacey Abrams? Will it be, you know, um, someone, the, the governor of Michigan is really kind of going down with some seemingly some poor mistakes. But I, I just wonder if you're the Democrat Party, you have, like I said, you have Governor Newsom, 85 percent approval rating. You have Governor Cuomo, 81 percent approval rating. The, the most popular, they're far more popular than Biden right now. Um, I, I just I think it plays to the Trump advantage if if they stick with Biden and then he just sticks with his formula as if nothing has happened, business as usual, and then he's going to go along and select some woman as his VP candidate. I, I think that's it's almost like they're oblivious to how the world has changed. That's right. And you know what, J.D., that's exactly right. When, when again, in politics, 
what we are really seeing playing out is this idea that a week or a month can be an eternity. The election year, you just never know what's going to happen. This happened. So they may have to pivot. And it will be a real test to see if you don't understand the moment, like you say, like an Andrew Cuomo on the ticket or a, or a Newsom. I mean, that to me, I don't know how they couldn't possibly look at that, you know, um, and, and there, this is what we're in, let's face it, for I think this is not going to just look like something in the back, you know, rearview mirror by September, October. I'm not saying we're going to all stay like this, but we know this is going to take months to, you know, fully work itself out in the country. So um, I agree. I mean, I think you, they should not be bound by that. They don't have to be bound by, we have to quote, pick a woman or we have to pick a person of color. I mean, I think you should pick at this moment, this is who we think is the best qualified person. And there are some real obvious uh, governors that there is no question um, they would look real front and center in this. And, and there's some precedent in, in other eras, John, um, we, where someone came out of, you know, you think of an Eisenhower and Dwight Eisenhower came out of, you know, the whole World War II um, as a general. And, and so there is precedent when there is a national huge um, emergency that galvanizes the country and a leader who just emerges out of that can become the political you know, a political force. So um, it, I do think that because Biden on his own, I, I think it's just like it's tough. A, it's tough enough for them to wage the battle while all this is playing out. So how does you know, they can, they're not going to have natural campaigning. We know that. No. And, and may- I think this business of then, well, then he has to go with Amy Klobuchar. I just wonder and I'd like your thought on it is. Now, I'm hearing a number of people and they're pushing back saying, oh, no, he must pick a female candidate for his VP. And I'm hearing that from some more right leaning, Republican leaning uh, members of the media. And I'm just wondering, is that something they truly think he must do or that's something that they're praying and hoping that he feels he must do? Because (laughs) the real question becomes, let's just say he went against that and said, you know, I know I said I was going to say that. And I did say that, but I can't ignore the leadership displayed by, as an example, uh, New York's governor, Andrew Cuomo, or the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. As a result of that, that's who I have chosen. The Democrat voters would there, and, and I'm not denying some people might be upset over it. However, would their displeasure on that truly, I mean, they're not, many of them, they're not going to go over to the the Trump campaign. So the question is, what would they be, be more upset about? Would their desire to see the president defeated mm-hmm. outweigh their disappointment that he did not choose a female running mate? I, I believe they would say the number one priority is to win this election. Therefore, I know he said he said he'd pick a female, but I'm still I, I just don't think it's enough of a deal breaker for the vice president where because of that, if he went against it, and shows someone like, like I just said, one of those two, if that destroys the campaign. Yeah, I, I mean, I do think that as, and certainly with what we've seen in recent months, that the sense of, from the Democratic side, defeat Trump at all costs, um, I absolutely think that has taken hold in the Democratic Party. Um, and so it could be just take whoever you think is clearly 
showing popularity, strong leadership, um, et cetera. And, and although I do think there is a huge parts of their party that w- I think they would make a ton of noise. It's like, oh, oh you didn't pick, you didn't pick the, the woman. Um, Klobuchar, I, I would say I would keep an eye on that because I, I still think it's a, a political calculation of the state's and um, there was some information and stuff out yesterday or whatever talking about where Biden polls not super strong uh, when you get into back to those kinds of states, the Wisconsin, the Minnesota. So I would I agree with you. I think Gretchen Whitmer, because she's had her hands full. Now there's she's showing some lack of popularity in her own yeah. state. So, yes. you know, she's you know, she may not be she could be fumbling. Um, it's. See, a, a Klobuchar has an advantage. She's not a governor. Um, I also still believe, though, John, that who um, Biden himself will feel comfortable with absolutely will weigh in quite good a bit. Good point. Very good And point. I think he could be rather intimidated, worse, feel upstaged by a Newsom or a Cuomo, possibly. Good I think, point. Yeah, I think Very that's going to that's really going to kind of play into yeah. it, too. And also, we can't ignore as much as, you know, Bernie didn't look good. I mean, that whole thing that I I thought it was a wasted opportunity and neither one of them. They just looked like two old men in bad lighting, both in their basements of uh, Biden and Bernie Sanders. (laughs) Listen, that wouldn't have gone on without the the Biden people. So they have not been, you know, they if anything, they haven't run the best campaign. Maybe you could argue they're not the best candidate, uh, but that certainly it seems like that could be the direction they go. However, uh, lastly, Donna Perry, what is your thought right now that I think what happened yesterday was interesting, where Andrew Cuomo lines up his Northeast coalition, uh, Governor Baker, who joined late but still joined uh, the Northeast, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware. And then on the West Coast, you have Governor Newsom lining up California, uh, Washington, Oregon. I think a danger for the White House is and one of the governors, they hinted at it. Now, granted, they are all Democrat governors, except for Baker, who's a Republican. But one of the quotes was, he said it was up to us whether or not to open or close our states as far as restrictions. Right. He's not going to be the one to decide that we get to reopen the economy. I, I think the president, they need to be very cautious about how they proceed, because these are, as I said, they're wildly popular governors. There's several states um, Granted, well, Pennsylvania, that is a swing state. Um, I I think the White House needs to be very careful how they handle this with these coalition of governors. Absolutely. And and you're right. Their point that he's on the podium numerous times saying, I can't order, for instance, Florida or Texas to enact a stay at home order. You know, he cited that's in the Constitution, you know, federalism, and there is the division between the federal government and the states. I mean, he's saying that over the past recent weeks, first of all. So therefore, if you can't order the stay-at-home orders, you certainly also can't lift them. That's what they're arguing uh, in this, you know, back and forth on that point. Um, And I do agree in this unusual level of an emergency People do look to their governors first because, you know, they're looking their local hospital right now and how that's managed and, you know, uh, the safety and, and the education and shutting down the schools that the governors are are going to be who the population looks to. And um, and it does put Trump in a box. And I do think it is uh, filled with landmines. You're right, John, politically. 
if he thinks he's going to kind of, you know, uh, elbow around against these governors um, at this kind of a time and say, I'll just like, I don't think it will play well for Trump, for instance, if he thinks he's going to put pressure, let's say in downtown Boston and say, I'm going to overrule Walsh and Baker and then I'm going to have mayhem and you have crowds all run around the city. And then you see a spike up in the cases, which could very easily occur. We're at a very tender point, I think, as we try to really, you know, tamp down this horrible virus. I think they were at a real sensitive point. So he could be blamed, just outright blamed by the public if then it like spikes back up in September. Right. And then people are saying, Trump, you know, we ruined it. And now we have the mess is worse. Very, very, um, I think these are tricky waters for him. And, but he, and he doesn't really have great skills when he has to navigate like this. I think it's, like I said, I, I think they need to be very cautious because mm-hmm. on top of that, right now, let's just say Rhode Island, Governor Mundo, 75% approval rating, if we're to believe. Rhode, uh, the president is 29% approval rating. Uh, a lot of people you saw, you know, as far as all politics local, uh, people liked as much as I think it was wrong and they had to reverse course, but people liked when Governor Mundo stood up and said, no, New Yorkers coming in. So when you're talking about like the local person, good for them and they took on blah, blah, blah. And like you're cheering on the hometown hero. I, I think if the president goes to battle against New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, I think a lot of people are going to. In fact, it's Cuomo who right now is has the popularity and, and it's not the president. Donna Perry, in our uh, remaining moment, if you'd like to touch on the uh, piece that you wrote that was published. Sure. And uh, I hope to do a few more uh, for our friends at the, at the Sun Chronicle. Um, I, I, as we were coming into um, Holy Week, I, I just felt that, um, you know, there was there's a lot to take in for everybody at this time. And I think as we look at uh, you know, you feel lucky if you don't have anyone in your family or extended family being hit by this horrible thing. And and you, when you see the sort of urgency and almost desperation, and you know, there's been people in TV interviews, and you know, that things could go either way. Um, and and it just struck me that way, John, that how personal this is for people who say, you know, my husband was living his life, and now he's fighting for his life. Like this, this happened in, you know, one week. Right. So I think um, these kinds of things are very, very vivid and personal to people. And and again, I think as much as as the weather warms up and we all want to get, you know, back out there, I just think, you know, to keep taking the seriousness of of this thing, uh, of what it is. And it's not what anyone wants. But I do think um, that it is a time for leadership, and and that's why what we're seeing uh, out of the White House is just you know it, it's very concerning. If he was ever going to really have his his moment, boy, this is sure it. So, um, and, and I, we'll see what what goes on in, in the next is. few weeks. It's still a long way to go, folks. She is Massachusetts communication consultant Donna Perry, DJ. Great. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, your housing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, 
bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. It's John DePietro, and there's nothing more important than cleaning your home, your business, a school, any type of building. You need Soul Source Restoration, a Rhode Island-based company, and it's Soul, S-O-L-E, like the soul of your shoe, Soul Source Restoration. Call them today at 401 712 2700 401 712 2700 coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service rhode island massachusetts and connecticut you know soul source restoration folks they are one of the few companies in the entire country have the type of equipment experience that you need as far as residential is there anything more important than making sure your home is absolutely clean from viruses for your family for your friends for yourself soul source restoration same for your business. They have the expertise, the type of equipment that you need to get through this crisis. We spoke with Mike Seepy of Soul Source Restoration, and I asked him about just that very thing, the microthermal fogging and electrostatic spraying equipment that makes Soul Source Restoration different than every other company. We're a full-service restoration company, as you know, John. We've been in it about 15 years now, and with this coronavirus that has changed our world for the time being, we found a unique way to provide a true 99.9% disinfectant service. Mike, Soul Source Restoration, and again, folks, it's S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. What is, what would you say, what is the goal? What is the goal of the company? Our main goal is to utilize our services to keep essential and non-essential businesses safe, protecting both employees and customers. And with sole source restoration, what is the difference equipment that you use that probably is different than any other company, certainly in Rhode Island right now, but the way I understand it, I've heard you're one of only six companies in the entire country that have the type of equipment that you have. We utilize CDC-approved hospital-grade disinfectant enhanced with sporocyte and viricide that we atomize by means of microthermal foggers. These microthermal foggers break down the disinfectant to 3 to 5 micron, which is basically a fancy word for micromillimeter. This allows the disinfectant to saturate air particles and cover all surface material, giving you a true 99.9% kill of all pathogens. You know, Mike, right now someone is listening saying, John DePietro, this does sound fine. Mike Seepy, Soul Service Restoration, it sounds fine. But I already have a janitorial or cleaning company, and, and they tell me that, that they think they can get rid of the coronavirus. These old methods leave a lot of room for human error, utilizing older equipment that doesn't break down the disinfectant in a way that's going to kill the coronavirus. Mike, with sole source restoration, now you have the country is in pandemic. Everyone is freaked. We are seeing death about the coronavirus. What right now is the biggest challenge for a company like yours that has the capability for a coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service? Our biggest challenge, John, is educating the public that what we're doing 
is very different from janitorial and normal restoration companies whose conventional methods of cleaning mainly comprise of mops, buckets, spray bottles, and kettle pot foggers. Don't take any chances. Call Soul Source Restoration today. Coronavirus Cleaning and Disinfection Service for Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. Call them at 401-712-2700. 401-712-2700. They have the equipment that you need. They will fully clean your home, your property, your office, your school, whether it's any type of business. You heard CDC approved environmentally and pet friendly they have the protective equipment they have the type of equipment that you need don't take any chances a rhode island based company and they're in a league of their own with the type of resources they have to fully disinfect your property from the coronavirus sole source restoration call them today home or business 401-712-2700-401-712 2700 it's sole source restoration coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service for rhode island massachusetts and connecticut again look for them online soulsourcerestoration.com you're listening to the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until two non-stop coverage pandemic worldwide the coronavirus hits Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut. Go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. You can listen live at the website. If you ever miss any coverage at the website at the top, click on radio show. You can listen. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's John DePietro Show. And as always, you can email me, john at dipietro.com. Much more ahead. Pandemic coverage on the John DePietro Show. <laughs> 